Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Backheeled Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on this episode, we're talking predictions. We're starting a new series over on backheel.com called Laminated, which is going to be our weekly set of soccer predictions inspired by Austin FC's really raging against the prediction machine last year in a tweet from their owner, Anthony Precourt, where he laminated predictions from myself and a handful of other folks from around the MLS media landscape. On today's episode, we're talking through five different American soccer predictions for 2023. We're going to talk U.S. women's national team. We're going to talk U.S. men's national team. We're going to talk MLS, NWSL, USL. If you're an American soccer fan, there is something in here for you. We're going to get you in and we're going to get you out the door in 10 minutes or less because here at Backheeled, we believe that just because soccer games are 90 minutes long doesn't mean that soccer podcasts have to be. So let's get to it and talk soccer and predictions. My first prediction on this episode is that at least two dual nationals will choose to play for the USMNT in 2023. Now, Yunus Musa is one of those dual nationals who has already chosen to play for the U.S., had this quote sometime in 2022. He said, quote, when camp is over, you kind of miss them, referring to his international teammates. I think that is a very telling response from someone who has already been through his version of the rigors of choosing a country. Musa could have chosen England. He could have chosen the U.S. He could have chosen a number of other countries as well. I think Musa's comment is relatively representative of what the USMNT has built culture-wise inside that locker room. This whole Gio Reyna situation does cast sort of a weird dark shadow on everything, but it seems like the group even stayed tight-knit and stayed together throughout that process. So whether it's Valoran Balogun, whether it's Alejandro Zendejas, whether it's Jonathan Gomez making a firm decision, whether it's Amir Richardson over in Ligue 2, I think the United States men's national team are going to snag at least two dual nationals. Balogun would be the big one. I think Balogun, if he decides to play for the U.S., immediately becomes the number one striker and whoever the next manager or whoever the, the manager is for the USMNT, I think Balogun is the number one in the number nine depth chart. I think he's that good and could be that impactful for the U.S., but whether it's Balogun or other players, whoever it is, I think the USMNT's strong culture inside the locker room is going to pay dividends in the form of a couple of high-profile-ish dual nationals this year. All right, for my second prediction here, we're talking NWSL. I am saying that an NWSL game will reach 2 million viewers for the very first time in 2023. This has never happened before in the league's history. Last year, though, we saw a massive bump in TV number increases specifically for the NWSL's championship game. It was the Portland Thorns. It was the Kansas City Current. Hit 915,000 viewers. That was a 71% increase from 2021's NWSL championship. I think in 2023, you have the Women's World Cup. You have other big women's soccer events. I think between those things and the NWSL's increasing popularity, I think we're going to see an NWSL broadcast not only reach 1 million viewers, which would be a record, I think it's going to double that to hit 2 million viewers. The NWSL's TV deal is also expiring at the end of 2023. They're going to be doing everything they possibly can to bump those numbers up, to get broadcasts in good spots on TV, to get people watching, to promote all of those things, because 2024 and this next season beyond the one we're about to enter could represent a really meaningful stage of the league in terms of the TV revenue they could be receiving. I think we're going to see not just a seven-figure TV broadcast. I think we're going to see a two million-plus TV broadcast for the NWSL in 2023. 
my third prediction. We've done the USMNT. We've done the NWSL. Let's hit the USL. I think the USL is going to have its first multi-million dollar transfer. So I just did 2 million plus viewers for an NWSL broadcast. I think the USL is going to have its first 2 million plus transfer fee hit the books in 2023. We saw the USL hit seven figures in 2022. We saw that with Haji Berry's reported $1 million move out of Colorado Springs in the USL Championship. We saw Kobe Henry move for a fee that could reach up to seven figures. Why not $2 million? There are players around the USL that are highly desired by clubs, not just in the United States, not just by MLS clubs, but by clubs around the world. Joshua Winder, a 17-year-old center back for Louisville City, is the name that people bring up the most often here. If there's going to be a two-plus million dollar sale, it's probably going to be Winder, center back, already playing in the U.S. youth system. He's attracting interest from abroad, according to a whole bunch of different reports. He's special. I think his mixture of mobility and range is a really special combination of traits. You also have players in other markets across the USL that are highly regarded. As the USL's footprint increases and as they continue to gain more experience as a professional organization, as the clubs continue to see the value of youth development, I mean, this is a big deal. I think the USL is going to lean further and further into youth development. We've covered that on Backheel.com. We'll continue to do so. So I'm saying with all of those factors behind this prediction, the USL will have its first multi-million dollar transfer at some point in 2023. For my fourth prediction here on this show, I'm saying the U.S. women's national team will not win this year's World Cup. And I know this isn't a crowd-pleasing prediction. I apologize for that. But over the last couple of years, I've become more and more convinced of two things when it comes to the U.S. women's national team. The first is that Europe's best soccer nations have caught up to the U.S. or have basically caught up. England and Germany in particular really impressed me. They met in the final of the Women's Euros this past year. They both beat the U.S. at the end of 2022. The U.S. also did beat Germany. But I think there is something to that. The players, the talent, the the coaching, all of those things are being done and performed at a really high level with those nations and and really all over Europe now or, or over larger sections of Europe. That's the first thing. I don't think there's that big of a gap now between the U.S. and other countries. The second thing is the U.S. just plays below their ceiling under Vlako Andonofsky, well below their ceiling, really. I talked about this in a recent episode, scroll up in your feed, and I talked about how the U.S.'s biggest obstacle, you know, even with these European teams getting better, the biggest obstacle between them and the World Cup is still themselves. This team gets in their own way all the time with how they attack. There are some defensive issues as well. For as much talent and as much young talent is in this U.S. women's national team, I think there are major weaknesses in how they play. The margin of error is too small for this U.S. team, especially when it comes to a World Cup that can be sort of random, as all World Cups are. I think the smart money here is on the field. The smart money is probably always on the field when it comes to the World Cup, but I don't think we're going to be seeing a three-peat for the U.S. women's national team. Finally, my last prediction here, we're talking Major League Soccer. I'm saying that teams from the same two cities that were in last year's MLS Cup will be in this one. I'm talking about LA. I'm talking about Philly. It was LAFC against the Philadelphia Union at Bank of California Stadium this past year. I was there for that game. We're still the better part of a year away from this year's MLS Cup matchup. But from where we sit right now and the quality of teams in LA and Philly, I I think those are still the best and deepest teams in Major League Soccer. LAFC, still ridiculously talented. Gareth Bale retired. I don't think that's going to have a massive impact on this team. The Union pretty much bringing back their entire core from last year to this year, if not the entire core. Those teams are both very strong. One other team I want to add to the mix 
the LA Galaxy. They had some solid underlying numbers last year. Ricky Puj can be a difference maker. I think he might be the best player in all of Major League Soccer. And they have a way to play under Greg Vanny. They know what they're trying to do as a club. I like the Galaxy as a Dark Horse Trophy winner this year. If if the Galaxy can ever really be Dark Horse given that club's history. But I think we're going to see teams from LA and Philly in MLS Cup this year. Book it. That's it for this predictions episode of the Backfield Show. We talked USMNT, US Women's National Team, MLS, NWSL, USL, all that good stuff. We'll have plenty more soccer coverage here on the Backfield Show feed. Also, make sure to check out Backfield.com. We'll talk to you again soon. 